Hey guys, and welcome to the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm Caitlin Dorsey, an Abundance Alchemist, animal lover, trauma survivor to thriver, mindset expert, self-love junkie, and author. This is the place to be to grab those powerful tools, ideas, and inspiration to make lasting changes in yourself and your life. No more waiting, my friends, because it's time to show up unapologetically, radiate that confidence, and create a life you absolutely love. Time to buckle up and dive on in. Hello, my high-vibing friends. I am so excited that you guys are here with us today. I have a super exciting guest on here, and I'm pumped about this conversation. It's going to be so much fun. Um, So her name is Nura Rochelle. Nura Rochelle is a professional astrologer who draws from many from her knowledge in many different branches, including evolutionary, esoteric, and traditional Western astrology for deepening self-awareness. She integrates herbalism, movement practices, and intuitive skill building in her consulting and educational work. Embodiment of purpose and everyday soul realization is the core of Nara's offerings and her focus on simplicity and daily ritual grounds cosmic wisdom and clarity of action. And I just love that piece about everyday soul realization. We're definitely going to have to touch on that piece and what that really means. <laughs> but welcome to the show, Nora Rochelle. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. And it's, yeah, I'm honored as always to be able to talk about something that I love. It's part of my everyday soul realization to just, you know, vibe on astro cosmic love information. So I, I'm really excited to talk with you today. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I am so excited to dive into astrology because I think that, you know, we all have so many different ideas of what astrology is and it can be kind of confusing of where to even start or what it is. So I think I want to start with the basic question of like, why study astrology? Like how can it help us? And I know it's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's the perfect question though, because with us being in this Aquarian age, there are so many options and so many different knowledge branches, so many different types of information and ways of knowing ourselves. And I think that all of them are wonderful and valid. And if you're drawn to astrology as a language to unpack the archetypes, it's nice because there's an existing community that's very strong. So not only is it the self realization, you know, you get to know yourself better, you start to get to know other people better. Um, You can have more compassion and awareness for the collective and different things that uh, we're all moving through together as a whole. And then we can find, you know, the nuances for the individual. So I feel like there's really something for everyone, you know, depending on what you're interested in learning more about, because uh, from my perspective, you can find every part of life in the chart. And so how amazing is that, that there's a tool that, that shows that. Yeah. I love that. I think as humans, we like to tell ourselves that we don't like structure, but we know that we really do. (laughs) So having kind of a plan laid out or um, the birth chart that you're referring to is really um, cool. And I know we were just chatting briefly before um, this episode about how I had mine done. And it was really a cool way to tackle different aspects of my life and just kind of see, um, kind of make sense of certain things that are happening or certain directions that I'm shifting within my life. Um, But I know that that chart is pretty complex and there's a lot of different um, aspects of it. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, depending on where you're starting from and what your questions are, you know, it can, that's where I think working with astrologers can be really helpful because a lot of it is really just listening and then pointing you back in the direction of yourself, you know, like, you know, yourself best. And then um, a lot of it is, you know, finding the validation, finding the affirmation that there's also an archetypal story that can mirror that experience and then kind of give you, okay, what is it, what are the next steps? right? If I can see where I am right now, what are my next steps? How can I make the best of the energy that's moving through my life right now? And what might be moving through my life in a year? And and what can I do with my resources and this, you know, this one precious life that we have. And so it's, it's, I love the, um, the interplay between, you know, astrology kind of helps you take your life more seriously, but it's also really fun too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, it's very holistic in that way. I love that. I think that's really very true. I think I've had so much fun just learning about different things going on. And I also love that you hit on that piece, not only about the connection with others, but kind of the affirmation piece of, you know, helping you 
understand things that are going on in your life. Cause that's really been a big part for me when I didn't have really any idea about even like where to start with astrology. Um, and when I started just, you know, really briefly kind of figuring out some things that was like, oh, that's why my technology and it's not working. Or, you know, that's why I'm feeling really more emotional this week or different things like that. And I think that um, that's a really beautiful part of it. And then again, that connection piece is awesome because I think too, especially as um, adults, it's hard to make friends all the time because you know, we, we get so busy. And so it goes to this place of where you're just like, you know, having coworkers or colleagues. And so finding something that stimulates your mind and helps us really learn to grow and continue that. And it's exciting because you're learning about your own path and then allowing that to be a connection with somebody else, um, is really, really powerful. And I think that that was such a beautiful point about astrology. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so much of it, I think is exactly what you're saying, being able to say, oh, okay, the sun is, you know, shining this light in this specific area of my life. So this is why, you know, oh, maybe my, my awareness has um, shifted direction. And now I'm looking over here, you know, now I'm looking at my relationship space instead of my workspace. And it can, it can help you, um, you know, create ritual. Like I, I talk a lot about how to, you know, track the moon and, and know what the moon is doing, you, you know, by the new moon phase, first quarter, full moon, last quarter, and where can we kind of expect um, the collective to be, which mm -hmm. will inform, you know, how we relate in our offices or, you know, our Zoom offices now. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also for, you know, what kind of intentions we're setting, um, we can use something as simple as the... Uh, the elements of the moon or the modality of the moon and what maybe um, relationships the moon is making to other planets to inform what kind of rituals we can create, right? Like, do we want to focus on a water ritual with a water moon or do we want to focus on some fire or do we want to, you know, bury something? So it, it can actually inform um, kind of the highest way to live with reverence. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's another big piece of what I'm doing. It's this um, integration with the world, you know, the, the elements, the seasons, the, the, the natural um, energy forces that surround our lives that are so subtle yet so permeating and to be able to basically live in alignment with them rather than against them because, and, and that's really what it is. It's like, I think living in, in alignment is really um, just loving what is completely living um, in a presence, mm -hmm. a state of presence where, you know, you're really honoring where the energy is now. And I think that's to me, at least in my own personal journey, that's been the core of self-love is like loving exactly where and when I am right now. And I feel like astrology is one of the ultimate um, ways to kind of intellectually get there if you don't already feel it, right? Because mm -hmm. there's we have, so, we have so much going on in our lives and we're pulled in so many directions, but sometimes we just need a reminder of like, oh, the sun's here, the moon's here, these other planets are here, oh, um, this is, this is okay for me to be working through this, you know, and I, and I just need to acknowledge where I am and I'm in the perfect place at the perfect time. Always. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm like over here, just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I love that because I think you hit on it, right? We, sometimes we get in these places where we're looking at different spiritual things in our life or different ways we're showing up energetically. And it's hard for us to understand it on that intellectual, like human experience level. And I think that sometimes one of our biggest barriers is because we don't have something tangible and we have to honor that, you know, we're in this human experience, but we also are trying to figure out our spiritual existence within that. And so I think, like you said, astrology is a really cool place to, um, to start with that. And I know you mentioned the moons. And when I was sitting here thinking about that, that's kind of the place that I started kind of my journey with astrology is just really looking at the moon phases and how I could re relate to that. Is there like a certain place when you're working with people that um, really don't have any, don't have any, they've never done anything with astrology that you would say like, here's a good place to start. 
Mm, I am a little bit biased in favor of the evolutionary astrology method because I feel like it's so accessible. And so that involves looking at, um, at the very least, you know, north and south node of the moon and then the planetary rulers of the north and south node, which kind of, it, it requires you to do a little bit of research, but it's definitely accessible. I think it's one of the most accessible forms of astrology for people who are starting out. And it's very, um, there's a very big community of evolutionary astrologers who put out a lot of free content and there's, uh, um, you know, groups of free sessions and things like that. So there's a, it's, it's a learning community. So that's a really great place to start. And I think what a lot of people are looking for when they're coming to astrology is some level of, um, purpose, like understanding what's my purpose. And that might not be the word that they use. It might be a different form of language, but like, what, what, what am I here to learn? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, why am I repeating these patterns? And I think when we're looking at the North and South node and those planetary rulers, um, we get a really strong taste of, okay, South node, this is what I'm pretty good at. This is what I'm comfortable with. Uh, this is kind of my default, like my modus operandi. Like this is where I begin and what I know. And this is what's uh, validating for me. And I'm good at this. But because of that, maybe I'm too comfortable here in the South Node. And, and maybe I kind of lean on it a little bit. And uh, maybe I'm missing out because I'm not fully leaning into what is the opposite, that North Node. That's kind of like our place of growth, what we're moving not necessarily toward in the, in terms of like North node is future, South node is past. I think that's a little bit of a simplistic way, although that's a consideration, but mm -hmm. the North, the North node being really about how can you synthesize? Like what can you actively reach for that will help you to balance out any of your internal oppositions and, and really help you to live a more fulfilling life. And mm -hmm. I feel like you could spend hours just unpacking the North and South note with somebody in a reading. I've done it before and, and you know, people will walk away having um, life-changing information. So if, if, if you're new to astrology, I would say, you know, beyond the sun, moon rising, which I feel like a lot more people are kind of more aware of, um, mm -hmm. you know, then moving on to the nodes and, and the planetary rulers of the nodes and, and Pluto and Pluto polarity point as well. That's like very evolutionary astrology method for sure. Very cool. That sounds awesome. And I haven't actually done any um, studying with either the North or the South node. So that's super interesting and definitely going to dive into that after chatting with you. Yes, <laughs> that's your homework. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> and everybody listening is homework. Um, and I think too, you hit on this idea of um, the sun, moon, and then the rising sign. And so to unpack that a little bit for people that may not have an idea of really what that is, um, kind of just explain to us really what those are and then really, I guess, what the difference between, well, let's start there. Let's let, <laughs> explain that. And then I'll ask my next question. I've got so many <laughs> questions coming in. So <laughs> totally, yeah, I, I feel you with the Sagittarius sun. That's me too. And I can definitely be in a lot of places all mm -hmm. at once. So <laughs> one, one thing at a time is definitely helpful. Right. Um, so sun, moon, rising, this is, the core of our personality. This is really um, how we're going to know ourselves, how we're going to move through life. So if we break it down into the individual components, our sun be, is what we are endeavoring toward. It's our, it's our current life purpose. It's what lights us up and, and is motivating and inspires us to live. It's that spark of life. They say that, um, you know, we have the sun, the actual sun that mm -hmm. gives us light. And there's, there are spiritual theories that each of us are also a sun that are in essence returning to that source sun. Mm -hmm. And I really like the, that visual, that imagery for me, because I feel like us following the path of our sun, wherever whatever the archetypal structure of our sun, it, it brings us closer to that reunion with source. And it also furthers kind of the conscious evolution and consciousness development for all beings, right? Like we have to do what we're here to do because it not only serves us, but it serves the whole. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel that that sun, we have to feed that sun. And when we feed it by, you know, giving, you know, doing what we really are lit up by, um, it feeds us. 
So that's a really core component. And then if we look at the moon, the moon is how we integrate between past, present, and future, like who and what we're becoming. And it's how we reflect on ourselves. It's, it, you know, the, it receiving the light of the sun and then shifting through the phases. It's like our consciousness shifts in these phases, our awareness shifts as we learn and grow and change. And I, and the moon really tethers us to this earth experience of, um, you know, birth, growth, also death, rebirth, that whole process happens every month or every month, right? Mm -hmm. So we we have that intimate um, connection with her because she is that celestial body that is closest to us physically. And so our moon in our charts is really um, showing us that that part that that part that we're most intimate with, that part that we know the best. So a lot of times people might feel more resonance with their moon than they feel with their sun in terms of personality because, you know, the, the moon is what we're coming in with. It's argued that the moon is like our soul mm -hmm. and the sun is like our spirit. And it's interesting to me to even differentiate between those things, but mm -hmm. when you kind of, you know, sit with the possibility there, um, you know, the moon kind of showing us both the child and the mother and the grandmother. It's really beautiful. And yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Just think I'm sitting here thinking about mine. And um, like I said to you, my sun sign is Sagittarius. My moon sign is Taurus. And so I'm think sitting here and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I show up more um, in that kind of Taurus place. And then, but I can feel like the Sagittarius, like freedom and like, you know, the mm -hmm. not wanting to, um, be like tethered down, kind of like you said. So I yeah. feel that balance. That's I like that idea of kind of, um, I, I agree. I mean, taking away like splitting the spirit and the soul is an interesting thought, but I, I like that. Um, gives me something to think about. I think that's a cool way to put it. Yeah. I mean, we're so nuanced as mm -hmm. beings and, and kind of, you know, parceling it out a little bit and seeing, oh, there's this one part of me that kind of wants this thing. And then there's this other part of me that wants this other thing. And then the rising sign really brings it all together, actually, because the rising sign, if we consider how it's like what it is in space and time, it's actually that point that's at the Eastern horizon, the moment that you're born. And so it's like, what is that beam of light or what is that energy that is being directly, you know, um, coming into your awareness? So it's like your, your vehicle as you move through life, because it's that opening to your experience, right? Like our ascendant is uh, denoted by the exact minute of our birth. So mm -hmm. it's upon our first breath, it was the ascendant that brought us here. It's like the beam of light that we rode in on. And mm. if, if our ascendant is not fully uh, functioning, or it's, you know, we're not kind of attuning ourselves to what our ascendant wants, or how our ascendant needs to express, it's actually very difficult for anything else in the chart to express. And so in that way, the ascendant is so instinctual and it's so personal that sometimes it's overlooked. Like we might not even have a full on realization of our ascendant until we really start questioning it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's really, really powerful. Cause I think too, you know, if we don't have a huge background in astrology, I think there's kind of this societal stigma about, you know, horoscopes. And a lot of times we just look at that sun sign. So it's like, you know, I'd look up my horoscope as Sagittarius and sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't really resonate with me, but we're probably not looking at places that are, you know, it's like, I always think of like the New York times. I think they had like a horoscope thing in there. So that's always what I think about um, when I think about just these like random places um, that have given us some pushback and stigma in the sense of astrology and really how the planets can affect us because we're not fully resonating. But what you just said, if that rising sign isn't, you know, functioning and we're not even taking into account our moon sign, then we're really just looking at like a small sliver of ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of horoscopes are generally written um, by putting the sun in the first house, which is very interesting in theory, but for that reason, um, some astrologers will suggest if you, if you really love, um, horoscopes and you love reading for your sun sign to also read for your rising sign and then find some sort of synthesis between the two, because it is all based on your first house, which in your natal chart is your rising sign. Interesting. I didn't know that. I like that. 
Yeah, that would make a lot more sense because sometimes I do feel like I'm more Scorpio, <laughs> which is my rising sign. So that would make sense as well. Yeah. Um, yeah and I, I like that. Um, kind of what you're saying. I mean, there's kind of this overarching theme of, you know, it, astrology is really helping us connect to, like you said, the oneness of all the elements, right? It's, it's like, and I, I, when I looked at your website, I really liked a piece that said, um, we're studying the cosmic principles that govern all life. And I think with that piece, it's so powerful because not only like you were saying at the beginning, are you connecting to yourself and understanding like even these different aspects of ourself, um, but you're also connecting to, you know, something much larger. And that's a huge piece. Cause I mean, even if we go to like traditional psychology, there's so many studies that show that people that have some sort of spiritual practice or spiritual belief actually say that they have a happier and more fulfilled life and they actually live longer too, which is really powerful to see like those studies. But it just makes me think of, you know, that of what you said, like I said, you're, we're studying the cosmic principles that govern all life. It's a really a beautiful kind of bow to tie this um, in with astrology. Yeah. And I thank you for looking at my website. I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, You know, it's that hermetic principle, that alchemical, you know, as above, so below, as within, so without. And it's, um, it is something that helps us to explore spirituality, even though astrology itself, it's a tool, it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily a belief system, but it will definitely invite you to explore your belief systems, right? Because, you know, for example, I personally, when I'm reading a chart, I'm considering past lives. Mm -hmm. Well, that in and of itself is going to be, you know, a whole boundary for some people who they might not even want to look at past lives or, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, you know, I've learned a lot about how to to couch what I see in a chart according to, you know, how could this be relevant in any belief system? So in that sense, it's also transcendent because it can be true in any belief system. We can use the chart and talk about past lives. We can also still use the chart and not bring up past lives and it would still be perfectly relevant for this one life. So it's, mm. you know, personally me, of course, I'm a Sagittarius son, so yeah. <laughs> I'm deep exploring these truths and, and purpose and meaning. And I'll like ask my partner before bed sometimes, you know, like, yep. you know, what do you think like about like all of the different gods and goddesses as one? He's like, what kind of question is this for like right before you're going to sleep? And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's the perfect question because I'm actually about to go into the Akashic records while I sleep, you know, mm-hmm. that's so funny. I have the same conversations with my husband and he always is just like, Oh, this is another Caitlin question because it's always like something that I'm exploring like more deeply, like right before he's half asleep. And I'm like, no, now's a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I love it. Um, but too, I think you hit on this piece of, um, or just going back to that piece of really looking at ourselves on this more divine space of, like you said, there's there's the past lives, but there's also this tool that's helping us in guide the spiritual place that we're in. And I like that because I I always tell people, I always tell my clients, like, there's so many tools out there that why not try them all and figure out what works for you. Like they're, you know, biases are a really hard thing. And I think that came up too, with you saying like, you know, even like any space that somebody's in, regardless of like religion or belief system, these tools can you can take what serves you. And I always say that like what you need and like what your, you know, what your spirit and your true, like authentic self really needs to hear is what you'll take away. And so, and I think this always brings up, um, this is kind of a tangent, but also like the idea of recording sessions. I always tell people I don't record because I truly believe that what you need now you'll accept and bring into that space. And then what you need later will come into your own space. Um, and, and I think too, like, I mean, the reason I combine the traditional um, psychology approaches with spiritual practices is because we function on so, di- so many different levels. And I see that really integrated in, you know, your work. And, and again, um, when I was looking at your website, I was just like fascinated by the way, I loved your website. So people huh. please go check it out. <laughs> um, but you said the three whys is something that really dives into, you know, like your work in astrology and it was the personality why, the soul why, and the divine why. And I'm curious if you'll share a little bit more of like what those questions are and what they really mean. Oh, yes, of course. My absolute pleasure. So understanding our why is everything. And 
we can come to astrology from the lens of any of those three whys, right? I think a lot of um, a lot of people might start off with astrology, kind of wanting to know about the personality why, like, you know, why do I attract these kinds of relationships? What's my love language? Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of, you know, what kind of sports am I good at? What does my body need? Um, you know, what kind of health things should I look out for? Like, these are all very personal. And that why um, is really telling you, like, who who are we? And, you know, this is more or less the, the lens of experience. But I find there's also these deeper whys, this, you know, the soul why and the divine why. They're going to point us to the most um, sustainable pursuits. And like you mentioned, you know, that when we have purpose and meaning and, and whatever kind of spiritual path we're on, we, we're so much more fulfilled when we are connected to those bigger whys. And I think, you know, the soul why is still kind of personal in that um, it's like you as a soul, but it's it's taking it perhaps, you know, expanding to other lives or expanding to, you know, just different incarnations where you're learning different things. And so in that sense, you can start to unpack past lives. What kind of things might you be working through um, in an evolutionary sense? And, and I think it can help us to have compassion for where we are to kind of understand, hey, you know, maybe there's maybe there has been trauma that is unresolved. And maybe if it hasn't happened in this life, maybe it happened in another life. And there's still something residual there that I need to unpack or explore. And it just kind of helps us to to, to hold space. And then when you take it to the even bigger, like the divine why, um, I really view that as the golden ticket to happiness because mm-hmm. I, I really believe that we're all here to serve. Like if, if, if nothing else, like our purpose, all of our purposes is, is to figure out um, our purpose, but within the whole, you know, like mm-hmm. we're here together and we all have such unique interests and gifts and abilities. But I feel like, you know, the same as nature herself will, um, you know, support different plant species to grow and different animal populations to shift up and down. I think she also implants us with our desires according to what is needed to balance because we're part of the earth too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's a, like by us carrying out our individual personality, why, and, and unpacking our soul, why it naturally leads us to that divine, why, like, oh, there's a reason why I had, why I'm going through this or why I'm learning this because it's bringing me, it's, it's creating in me, it's shaping me into who I need to be to really be here to serve. So it's, you know, depending on the day and depending on the reading, I may or may not get into all of that Mm -hmm. with everybody. Sure. (laughs) Right. It's a lot. it, it It is a lot, but you know, no, that's that's what I think is really available to be found in a chart, and um, that's what I love so much about this this language because there's so much to explore. And so this, I should also uh, give credit where credit is due. This personality wise, soul wide, divine wise is um, based off of the model in the evolutionary astrology method of like the crest of the wave. So I took that idea of like the crest in the wave, like the, the, in the ocean, that top of the crest is like the personality. It's what you see. And then there's like the middle of the wave, which is like in between, but it's still above that huge body of ocean. It's that's like the soul. Why? And then that deep, within the ocean, like that Neptunian expansive, you know, cosmic womb is that divine. Why? So it's, that's a a model of um, philosophical outlook that is really birthed from the evolutionary astrology paradigm. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really powerful because I, you know, I'm noticing the theme of um, which I love of that. Everything that we're doing individually is you know, bringing us to this place of where we're noticing our larger connection because we are all connected. And I think that sometimes that's hard for us to, on a human level, think about and understand. Um, but I mean, it is. And especially when we're looking at astrology, if we, like you said, it, it changes like what's going on in the planets and what's going on um, astrologically changes how we show up in interactions with people and how we show up interactions with our partners and in our daily lives. And I think that's where the power of like even using this as a tool is so awesome because it can help you just, I mean, like you said, that affirmation piece is absolutely huge. And, and two, I think, you know, one of my, um, 
initial fears, if I will, about going deep into astrology was, it kind of makes me think of this quote and it's by um, Rummy and it, and it's about that, you know, Rummy was saying, write down three things that make you happy. And if you have, or that you want in your life, and if any of them oppose, then you're doomed to basically unhappiness. And so to me, when I was looking at like my sun sign and moon sign, I was like, okay, like the Sagittarius, like free spirit with more like the moon sign of Taurus with, you know, more the support and security and safety was really, to me, they seemed like opposites. And I think that was really more on like an intellectual level of what I was personally diving into. But I liked how you kind of talked about this idea of how, you know, it moves us, it moves us forward in, in looking at, like you said, our personal why or our personality why is bringing us into, is always going to lead us to that divine why. And that made sense to me in the sense of, I don't have opposing forces. I have two things within me that make up my personality that are driving me on a specific path to get to, like you said, that divine why of how am I here to serve? Um, and I think that's really, really powerful to look at of even when we feel like things are opposing within us or we're struggling or having a really hard time, you've mentioned kind of this idea that we're where we're exactly need to be. And that's such a beautiful thing. I mean, divine timing, I always talk about with my clients, it's one of the hardest things to embrace because we're humans. And we also just in this generational are very impulsive and want instant gratification. So, you know, I think sometimes with astrology too, um, we can understand like why things are not happening, how we think they should happen because we're having to take into account the divine timing and something that's so much bigger than us. Absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think um, I really do view astrology as a method to to attempt to understand divine timing. Right. Right. Like with the transits, I you know, even we could say, OK, Uranus is in Taurus for the next few years. We know that there will be themes of liberation around resources and more mm-hmm. sustainability and like zero waste movements and that maybe there will be new technology. But we can't say exactly what that technology will be. Right. Right. So we can kind of allude to the themes and then. Actually, I think that's actually a really great thing that we we can't be super specific because mm-hmm. then it, it's not limiting for what the human creativity can can you know birth from that space of more um, general freedom. Like we don't want to be able to say this is what it's going to be, and you you know you're boxed into this one thing, right? Like Absolutely. It's, it's 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 a potential. It's um it's something to explore, and I think too, like we are as much as we're evolving in our own journey, we're also evolving the archetypes themselves mm. too. So, you know, there is no like box on what the, you know, the 12 Zodiac signs can mean, right? Cause we take them farther by being here alive now living them. So it, it really um, opens up the possibility. Oh, I love that. That is so awesome to think about. Yeah. I think that, you know, we're, each unique and individual in our own space. And I think that sometimes we forget that. And I always tell people like, I can learn from every single person and every single person has something amazing to offer. Um, And it can be hard because we're people and we get triggered and we don't like certain people because they trigger different things within us and all these different reasons behind it. Um, But I love that you said that of kind of, you know, we're here evolving these even like we've put ourselves in these boxes and we're really good at that. I mean, labels and even, you know, working in the mental health field in my background, I mean, diagnoses, like they're labels, right? We are really good at boxing ourselves in. Um, So remembering that, you know, we get to evolve and we get to have some space and say and creativity and be in that beautiful, like feminine energy and being in that space of intuition and um, just really empowering a lot of excitement in that. Yes. I love it so much. I'm still like thinking about what you were saying before about, you know, the top three desires that we have. And if any Mm -hmm. of them conflict, you'll be unhappy. And I was like, well, whoa, that speaks really strongly to aspects, right? Like if you consider like, oh, I have these planets in an opposition or a square or an inconjunct. And these are like these parts of us, what that aspect is basically saying is like, oh, these parts want something different or seemingly opposite. Mm -hmm. But then there's this whole wisdom around, well, the, the purpose and journey of life. Life is, is to synthesize them and, and find 
the find the happy integration, like find that, you know, the place where all of the parts of you can be seen, valued, expressed so that, you know, even if they, even if they are, you know, potentially in conflict that, Mm -hmm. you know, we can, you know, we can love ourselves through the, the tension and, and find a new, a new synthesis, a new way to bring happiness, right? Like it's, it's like mm-hmm. conflict resolution, right? Between yep. two different people. <laughs> it is. And sometimes I feel that, right? Because I feel like I, well, I had felt like I had these opposing signs for so long. And I think, you know, the, the piece that really got me to a place of where I didn't accept that, to be honest, is just because I'm all about redefining how we the meanings that we give to words. And so to me, I took this idea of these opposing signs and I decided, okay, why are they opposing to me? And I'm like, okay, look at like freedom and security or safety. Kind of those two concepts were the ones that really stuck out to me. And I was putting myself in a box of this is what freedom has to look like. And this is what safety and security have to look like. And so allowing myself to go, no, my spirit and my soul know best. And I was born in this time, in this space to go through these things and evolve. Like you said, in this idea of, you know, freedom doesn't have to mean that I can travel the world on a, you know, flick of a switch kind of thing. And also not also have the security of having a home base or a family or different things. And I, I really had to challenge, um, that idea. And I like how you put it, like, it's almost that conflict resolution between two separate people. And that's how it can feel sometimes. But knowing that is the comfort of knowing that this is really, you don't have to see them as opposing forces, I guess, is kind of, is Ah. the place that I'm going and redefining like that you are supposed to go through these certain things and they may not be, it may not feel great, but redefining like what you look at as a conflict. Absolutely. Actually, a visual that just came to my mind and you've probably seen it is the one of, or it's actually based on a story of the, the, all of the, the 12 different people sitting around a soup, but they all had spoons that were too long and they weren't mm-hmm. able to feed themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it's like, they come to the conclusion, oh, it makes more sense to feed each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I great. feel like, like these aspects within us, they could also be considered these different parts of ourselves. You know, how can they feed feed each other instead of, you know, need to be, um, you know, exclusive and, and kind of proclaim, oh no, only my son is going to get what it, get it, what it wants and no mm-hmm. other part of me. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's like, maybe, maybe instead the son can feed this other part and, and there can be some, you know, internal cooperation. I mean, I, I really believe that, mm-hmm. um, everything in nature is seeking harmony. Yeah. I love that. I was just going to say, I feel like everything's always seeking that balance, right. It's the I like harmony better. Balance is not the best word. (laughs) We'll go with harmony Um, is seeking that harmony. And I think that that's so much within of like what our journey is, right? I think so much of this time is trying to figure out how to be comfortable in the unknown or comfortable in the discomfort. (laughs) Um, And I talk a lot with my clients about this fact that I'm not a people pleaser. I'm not here to, you may not like what I say, but part of this journey is about doing the work and showing up and learning how to create harmony in a space that you feel like you can have harmony as we do this work. And I think that's really what a lot of this time is about. Um, and I don't have that backed by astrology. That's just kind of my feeling on it, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. It's really powerful. I like, um, and I keep thinking too, I have to go back to this piece about, um, the fire and the earth and the air and the water, those, those elements and how they really come into play with astrology. Cause you touched on this idea of like rituals um, and with the moon phases for, you know, like the water moon or that. And I want to dive like just a little bit deeper into that and understand um, obviously we're searching for that, that piece of oneness and that connection with all, but how would somebody know like which one that they're really supposed to be using as far as like, if they're integrating rituals Mm, great question. Um, I would say first and foremost, know your own dominance of elements. Um, if you wanted to kind of start with the moon and then if you're considering making rituals around the transiting moon, it can be really great to know, you know, what's your natal moon by element. And then what is that relationship 
to the transiting elements. So say, for example, um, I'm a Aquarius moon. And so that's air. And I really benefit from air ritual and air activity, right? Because so much of how I integrate is through mental processing and writing things down and talking them out and like going into the Akashic records and sometimes mm-hmm. just spacing out, you know, it's <laughs> part of my integration process. Um, and then say it's, you know, a full moon in Scorpio or something where it's like depth, water, going into the darkness, um, feeling things. I, so for me, I'm like, okay, how can I work with this water in a way that feels um, beneficial to me in this moment? Because the moon is very transient and the moon is about where you are in time and space in the now. And so you can kind of just ask yourself that question. And then, you know, maybe it's journaling in the bathtub. Maybe you make the best of both worlds. Um, Maybe it's singing a song and that kind of can incorporate that, you know, lyrical part of the air desire, but then the, you know, the musical part of water. Um, So that's an example Or if you, you know, if you say you have a lot of fire in your chart and you know that um, maybe, maybe sometimes you feel a little bit too fiery or the fire can kind of get out of control, you can actually use, you know, water rituals to to tone it down or earth rituals to really ground it. Um, And so it's basically alchemy, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I like that because I've definitely noticed that, um, you know, when I'm kind of working with the moon and, and doing my own kind of um, rituals, especially, and to be honest, I think I've noticed it a lot more with um, manifesting with the moon and kind of moving through that and knowing, you know, what feels right in manifestation. Because I always talk to my clients that a lot of these beliefs about manifesting and the vision boards and I say that, you know, that stuff doesn't matter. It really doesn't work because what's behind it is what people are trying to get you to. That idea of the law of attraction is a lot more about the emotion rather than the actual physical thing that you're trying to manifest. So I think that when you're focusing on, you know, these signs and kind of the more like inner connection with yourself of how these can be used, you're really, I'm, I'm able to notice a lot more when I'm trying to manifest something or, um, or I'm helping clients move through that of like, okay, how does this make sense with what's going on astrologically? How does this make sense with, you know, the elements and what can we use to dive into this space of where we're able to use those as a benefit for manifesting as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, it's so important to not box ourselves in with what's possible and how to use them. Just, Mm -hmm. just, you know, play with them, let them be the tools that they are because they are elements for us, but then also having an awareness that, you know, when it, wherever the moon is, it's, it's there for everybody by transit. Mm -hmm. And so it will help us to know what other people might be going through. And then, you know, a good example might actually be something like, Aquarius, right? Because we're, as a collective, we're moving into the great year, the great time of Aquarius, the the age of Aquarius. And so maybe if you have, you know, where you have Aquarius in your chart is kind of how you are offering or contributing um, to, to the, to this time specifically, but maybe, maybe you have a lot of Leo, which is the opposite of Aquarius. So maybe you can actually help, you know, harmonize between, you know, sometimes feeling too much about the collective, which can be a shadow of Aquarius, like too much about group think and what everybody else is doing and being popular and trendy. These are all very Aquarian things. And, and maybe the Leo part will be, well, what about the individual? You know, the Leo can kind of speak up and offer the other the other side of things. So um, I feel like it's so important to use whatever it is that you have and then just really um, intentionally assess what would be helpful for you to bring in more of. And and in that sense, you know, it it could be really, really simple, Um, really Mm -hmm. simple things that are done consistently and often are, are usually the things that bring us the greatest change and transformation, if that's what we're seeking. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That is really powerful. Yeah. It's not, um, you know, these things that we think we have to go changing our entire lives to kind of bring something else new. But like you said, that those small things are really what makes a big difference. Um, yeah, I really like that. And I do want to touch on this before, um, cause I know we're getting tight on time, but I, 
No, this is not a new idea. Um, It's just something that I have been hearing a lot in my own space and have been curious about really the moon and um, like our cycles as women and kind of like how how to work with that and how to kind of integrate that into our life. Cause I think, you know, we're talking a lot about emotion and, and really listening and using what we have. And, um, as women, you know, our cycle is a really, for really powerful time for us. Um, so I'm curious kind of like what you would say just about how we can work with that. Absolutely. I think one of the most helpful, uh, practices that I recommend to everyone, um, male or female, all genders, but particularly um, women who are working with, you know, a hormonal, a strong hormonal cycle um, is to, first of all, track both where you are in your cycle, right? Like day one, two, three, four, five, on and on and on of your specific cycle. And then simultaneously be tracking where we are in the moon cycle. And then I think everything really starts with observation correlation, right? Like start to observe, okay, well, I'm maybe I'm having my bleed at, at the full moon and somebody else is having their bleed at the new moon. So these are totally different times in the cycle to be having, you know, our, our kind of dark moon time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can kind of track that, you, you can start to notice, okay, this is when I have more energy. This is when I'm feeling more tired. Um, this is when I feel more productive. This is maybe when I'm more in my masculine or when I'm more in my feminine, or maybe this is more when I'm in my inner crone or my inner child. And, and then you just start to um, see how you, not necessarily to synchronize both cycles, because I, I don't believe that there's one right way to have a cycle. I think mm-hmm. they're all exactly the way they're supposed to be. Um, we all have our own unique journey with that. But to just um, start to notice what is the pattern for you? Um, do you tend where when do you tend to have your dark moon? When are you uh, most energized and out in the world? And I really believe that this is. Thankfully, I'm so I'm so happy to be alive at this time where mm-hmm. these are conversations that are happening um, really publicly, and I, I really have high hopes that we will continue to learn more about this, and as a collective, feel even more empowered to share stories around this, and it you know completely releases any shame or you know shadow energy around it because it it is really it's our cycle of power, mm-hmm. and, and acknowledging where we are in that cycle, it's just it's just self-awareness. So, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of journaling. It really works for me. What I always do in the top of my journal is I'll write the actual date. I'll write mm-hmm. where the moon is and maybe where the sun is. And knowing me, I might write like five other placements, <laughs> but at least, you know, the moon. And then I will write what day of my cycle I'm in. And mm-hmm. I will write, um, like I'll, I'll try to simplify it. I'll put like one to three words of how I'm feeling. And then I'll do like whatever other journaling that I want to after that. But it's, you know, it's a structured way to, to track the cycles and uh, I highly recommend it. I love that. Yeah. I think that's a really, you know, great way to do it. And I think too, I love what you said of, um, you know, like we touched on earlier, there's so many tools out there to us and just being in a space and, and using what you already have within you. I mean, we already have everything we need within us. It's just bringing it out or building on it or accepting it or kind of moving through this realization of really all the amazing gifts and beautiful things we we have here available to us. And I think that, um, you know, our women's cycle has really became taboo, but we are shifting um, in this time. And I love that because it's it's a really powerful time with our bodies. And and I think, you know, understanding it with astrology is um, a great place to start with really even understanding like why, like you said, why your cycle is where it is and what you're feeling and how that correlates with other people. And um, it's just another great way to understand yourself and kind of have those deep, um, like you said in, in your uh, bio, the everyday soul realizations, right? We understand we're integrating and connecting, understanding ourselves on the spiritual place, on, you know, the physical, the mental, the emotional, we're And, you know, on that grander scheme of we're part of something that's so much bigger than us. So I love um, how you kind of tied that in. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's my my North Node in Pisces. I'm trying to integrate it all. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot to integrate. There's a lot of different pieces. (laughs) 
Um, but too, I think, you know, for our listeners too, I know there's so much information in those episodes. And I think um, that Nur Rochelle really touched on this piece of starting with the North and South node and diving into that um, and possibly, you know, doing a birth chart reading is, is a great place to start, um, you know, even looking into your, even the personality why that we touched on and then diving into, you know, this soul and divine why, um, like she said, can, can come um, with that work as well. It's, it's a really cool journey. And I know that I've had so much fun, like diving into astrology and just the possibilities that has. And also, you know, like we we're talking about my sun sign is Sagittarius. So I'm all about the deeper meaning and the why, and I question everything. So <laughs> I think that um, astrology is such a cool place to do that because there's really amazing um, knowledge that's so available to us. We just have to kind of dive in. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel personally, like, I just, I really love this conversation with you. I feel like the double Sagittarian <laughs> sons here are like totally vibing out. So I, I, I agree. <laughs> I definitely. Um, so I do, we are at that point where we do need to wrap up, but do you have any takeaways that you would give to our listeners um, about anything we've talked about or even anything we haven't touched on for astrology? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I feel like in the in the line of you know everyday soul realization and um, integration that really um, getting outside and, and witnessing the elements in nature and then connecting with how you see that and feel that and experience that in yourself is is one of the best ways to learn if that's your calling if you want to learn more um, and and I feel like it, it is exactly what you said you know we have everything we need. We have everything we need. And I feel like that, you know, the growth mindset, the abundance mindset, um, it, it can it can span to all of these different reaches of life. And um, we just have to have the eyes to see it. So, you know, go, go outside if you can and, you know, let the sun shine on you or lie outside at night and look at the stars and kind of let this wisdom permeate your physical being and then watch how it unfolds on all of the other levels. I think that's awesome. That's such a beautiful way to say it. And I think too, um, just one thing I want to say that you hit on was that space of, if you're not really ready to fully dive into like doing the research in the back end, um, like Nourishal said, just going outside and even like feeling into your emotions and just paying attention, um, I think is an awesome place to start too. And I think it'll spark your curiosity and you'll want to dive into some research. Um, but I think that's a really beautiful place too. Yeah. Yes. It's been so great talking to you. Absolutely. You as well. It's been such a great conversation. Um, thank you so much for coming on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. You've been um, such a fun guest to have on and such a great conversation with so much um, awesome, like game-changing information for our listeners. Oh, thank you. Yes. It's so much fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So listeners, thank you so much for tuning in as well. Um, As always, please rate, subscribe, and review. Let me know if there's anything specific you want to hear or me to dive deeper into um, because I want to hear from you guys. This is a space where we can all show up as our authentic selves and this is what it's here for. So have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you guys again soon on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Bye guys. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.